This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports, as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back to the Lake Effect. I'm your host Chandler Adams, here to cover all things Cleveland for you guys. I'm here to talk Cleveland Browns football today, and I'm excited. I am excited about the Browns. Yes, still. But before we get into that, I have some awesome news for you guys. You might have seen it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Started a website. I've been wanting to do it for a while. I've been wanting to cover sports outside of Cleveland for a while. It's just my passion. I never had the guts to do it until finally. I did a podcast with my good friend Eric Giesler, which you guys all listen to. Thank you so much. It's one of my most listened to episodes now. We were talking, and you know, I said, man, how fun would it be to make a website? And we just, you know, it just... Long story short, we started one. It's www.atbsports.net. It's our well, our name across the board. We want to cover everything in sports. Personally, I was tired of getting on ESPN, getting on Fox to try to catch up on everything that's happening. You know, these talk shows, they try to get clicks, which I understand. But all you hear about are the Cowboys, the Chiefs, the Patriots, Antonio Brown. I, I'm i tired of it. I want to hear everything, you know. I got on just this morning. I, was, I turned on the TV, and it was still on ESPN from last night. You know, they're talking about Antonio Brown and the Patriots. Yeah, that's exciting, but I've heard enough about it. I want to talk about how well... The Texans and the Saints played last night. They were the two sharpest teams all all week in the NFL. Talk about that. Talk about something else. That's what our goal is. We want to cover everything. We don't want to have bias. You know, eventually I want to be able to have people that cover every team. Right now, we're a smaller team. We're going to be covering the big stories and then but our goal is to cover the big stories that people don't uncover. You know, here's an example. The Bengals and Zach Taylor looked awesome. No A.J. Green. No Joe Mixon for most of the game. And the Bengals looked awesome. You don't hear about that. It's just, we were t- I was tired of it, so we went out and did something about it. ATB Sports, across the board. Um, 
we got fantasy guys over there. We've got daily fantasy guys. We have NFL, NCAA, and you know we plan on moving into NBA and uh, college basketball when that comes around. We didn't get into MLB because it's the end of the year right now. We don't want to um, start up at the end of it. But we're going to cover that too. And then once we get guys that are – or guys or gals actually that are – you know, educated in, you know, MMA, NHL. I'd love to cover those too. But right now, we're in heavy football mode. Um, go check it out. Got lots of great articles coming soon. Waiver wires, um, sleeper picks. We have people helping you out with your daily fantasy more in depth than they do anywhere else. We have people posting their lineups from the week before. We have. 24-7, you can contact us on our on our Twitter or Instagram pages. We'll reach back out to you and help you out. We're not going to charge you to do this. It's free. So, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you're on. It's in my bio on all of those things. The easiest way to find it. And if you feel like you contribute to the team... Reach out to me. Love to bring. I'd love to bring you on if you fit. Um, you know, I can't just let everyone on, but if it works, I'd love to bring you on. Now, anyway, to the good stuff, the Cleveland Browns, what you guys all came here to listen to. Disappointing loss. Heartbreaking loss. It was awful. It was ugly. But I'm still excited. People, it's... It's NFL football, and our Cleveland Browns are good. I don't give a damn. I mean a damn that they lost the way they did. I was pissed during the game. Four o'clock rolled around. My boy Kyler Murray was on. I watched him. I forgot about Cleveland. Because you want to know what? That's the kind of mindset they have to have. You know, in the side of your head, think, son of a bitch, we got blown out by the Titans at home. You know, these fans are pissed. We're pissed. But they should be pissed. And they're going to be. But you want to know what's beautiful about sports? You have next week. They got the New York Jets in New York on Monday Night Football to prove to the whole freaking country that the Browns are not the same old Browns. And I'm not going to lie. If you think they're the same old Browns, hop the hell off the wagon. These are not the same Browns. Well, they had penalties. So Freddie Kitchens is not a good coach. Freddie Kitchens has said week in and week out, his goal is to be the toughest and most physical team in the entire league. Week one, they had a lot of stupid penalties. And a lot of holdings. But here's the thing with the holding calls. I'm going to blow that up right now. We had five active offensive linemen. Our first string and our second string left tackle were both out of the game, and we were playing four guards, one that came to the system last week. So I'm going to nip this whole offensive line as a problem thing in the ass right now. Do we have a problem at right tackle? Absolutely we do. We absolutely have a problem at right tackle. Can that be masked? I think it can. Can it be addressed? It probably could. Will we go 0-16 if it's not? No. 
our three interior linemen were all graded at an above-average level. Joel Batonio was graded by PFF as the fourth-best guard, left or right, in the NFL, week one, fourth-best. J.C. Treader was the eighth-best center in the NFL, week one. Eric Cush was the 22nd guard, left or right. There's 64 guards. He was 22nd. That's good. It's above average. That's all you need from your right guard. Greg Robinson is one of the most athletic left tackles in the game. James Campen, if the first, you know, while Greg Robinson was still in there, he did not look awful. Remember, the Browns were driving. They drove down the field. First time they got the ball, touchdown. He went out. Kendall Lamb came in. Kendall Lamb messed up his ankle. Now we got Chris Hubbard at left tackle, which is a giant problem. We have Justin McCray at right tackle, who's a guard, who just came to the system last week. He didn't even know the damn play calls. You do not want to go out and spend what the Houston what the Houston Texans did on Laramie Tunzel. However, the Redskins look like they needed another receiver outside of Terry McLaurin. If they're willing to give Trent Williams to us for a first and a receiver, I'd eat that up. I'd eat that right up if I were John Dorsey. Outside, of, uh, Let's go back to Brown's big picture. Freddie Kitchen said he wanted to be the toughest team in the league. Week one, they had a lot of penalties because of that. That does not mean he's a bad coach. You watch the game. It's just little things. And then the score got ran up because Baker was in desperation mode against a good secondary. It was a 15-13 game until a missed call for Derrick Henry's 75-yard touchdown. Then it went desperation mode. Baker does not play well in desperation mode. Yet, he's got 14 career starts under his belt or something like that. Can't expect someone like that to play well in desperation mode. But, everyone in the AFC North except for the Ravens is 0-1. The Ravens played the Dolphins week one. The Browns could come out of this first half of the year stretch ending with the Patriots 4-4 four and four. they'd come out of it 3-5 and five. and they'd still be alright you're 4-4 four and four after that stretch you got teams like the Bengals twice the Cardinals the Bills the um, Dolphins in the second half of your season that's easy money baby they just gotta get there but they're gonna come Monday night in New York, and they're going to rip this team apart. The Jets have no edge rushers. The Jets have one linebacker who can't cover the pass very well, C.J. Mosley. And they have one defensive back, Jamal Adams. And he can't guard someone like OBJ or Landry. That's just it. They're going to come in. They're going to light them up, and then talk's going to be back, and bandwagoners are going to be right back on. Which, honestly, if you weren't with us during that 
after that loss, I don't really care. I don't really want you around. However, the Browns do need to clean up something. This is very important. Denzel Ward had a PFF grade of 29. Just absolutely abysmal. Greedy Williams was only like 50. That needs to be cleaned up. But that's little errors. It's little errors. It's a little opening his hips quicker on A.J. Brown's huge play for Denzel. He played a bad game. You're entitled to play a bad game when you're 22 years old. You're not going to be perfect week in and week out. And you're not going to be perfect when the guy you're guarding is taller than you and a good 30, 35 pounds heavier than you. Another reason the Browns don't need to, Browns fans don't need to panic. Two years ago, Patriots got mollywopped by Alex Smith in Foxborough by 20 plus points. Week one. Last year, the Saints let up 48 points to Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week one. Last night, or Sunday night, the Steelers got plastered by the Patriots. Week one. And the Steelers are a good team. The Pils- Those Patriots got to the Super Bowl. They're a good team. Those Saints were a missed call away from a Super Bowl. They're a good team. These Browns are a good team. This is a good Browns team. Good management. Good coaching. Week one didn't show that. That's fine. It doesn't always show that. Last year, the Titans beat the Texans, the Patriots, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. This is not a laughing stock of the league team. This is a 9-7 team. This is a... Very likely playoff contender with Texans in their division. The Browns are going to be just fine. And I'm going to move on to something a little different. Because that's all I got to say about the Browns. They're going to be fine. If you don't think they're going to be fine, then why the hell are you listening to a Browns podcast? And if you are listening, shout out to you. You know what the hell is going on. You're awesome. Keep going. Now, all you fantasy footballers out there, week one was, um, there's a lot of hit and misses. There's a lot of John Browns and Marquise Browns in the world. John Brown. John Ross and Marquise Browns in the world. And then people like Corey Davis score zero points. Waiver wire for week two is going to be hectic because there's going to be a lot of people in your league that drop people that don't need to be dropped. So watch out for that. Watch out for the Geronimo Allen, the Corey Davis. Um, you know, Watch out for these guys that didn't have a huge week one that people think, ah, they're bust. Get them off my team. To pick up someone that had a big week one. But I'm going to start quarterbacks. There's only one quarterback I'm looking at for week two. This is Andy Dalton. No, this is not an overreaction to his awesome game against Seattle. This is simply San Francisco sucks. Zach Taylor wants to throw the ball. And Andy Dalton threw the ball 51 times last game. And Joe Mixon's going to be out. They played like that without A.J. Green. 
You get Andy Dalton on your squad now. When AJ Green comes back, whew. usually the Bengals start off hot, then AJ Green goes down, they go down. They look good week one. Granted, the Seattle secondary is bad. But San Francisco's secondary is just as bad. He could be a viable starter for you. If you're, you know, I, I don't have the matchups in front of me. Um, anyway, if <laughs> I don't have the matchups in front of me. If, you're Sam, if you have Sam Darnold as one of your quarterbacks, starter for some godforsaken reason, and he's playing the Browns after a beatdown like last week, and these Browns are going to come out there and blitz the living hell out of you, Andy Dalton would be a much better option than Sam Darnold this week. Or so and or if you have Jimmy G on your roster for some or Jameis Winston, get those guys out of there. Andy Dalton has proven to be a better quarterback than them every single year of his career. Very slept on. So slept on. Move on to running back. My the top three you gotta look for. Chris Thompson, Matt Breida, Giovanni Bernard. Now, Bernard is always flirting with that running back two flex option, you know, could break off, gain a game. Now Joe Mixon's out. Giovanni Bernard's a viable, viable number two option for you in your fantasy league this week. Now, if you're in an eight-man fantasy, six-person, six eight-person fantasy, don't pick up Giovanni Bernard and play him. There's no need for it. But if you're in a 10 or 12... Um, Bernard could be a very viable option. They play San Francisco, like I said, bad. Um, and he's going to get a lot of touches and he gets a lot of catches. So Chris Thompson with Geis out right now for who knows how long Chris Thompson's an awesome get because he's a receiving back. Every time he gets a catch, add up those points, baby. Uh, he's an, he's an all right runner, but all you need is, you know, a couple catches and a touchdown. Chris Thompson's a great running back two option this week, I believe. Plus, I think they play... Oh, they play the Cowboys. Um, you know, that's 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 up to your gut. That's your gut call. Cowboys are good, but they played out of their minds last week, so they're due for a... Eh, an eh game. And the Redskins proved that they can play with the best of them. Week one, they did. <clears throat> and Matt Breida, that would be probably my top option to go for in these three because Tevin Coleman's out. Uh, spread offense sets it up for a running back, and Matt Breida was well-liked by this coaching staff. They gave him the starting role, and then Tevin Telvin Coleman went out, so that just adds to him. Wide receiver, Michael Gallup, that's someone I would look at. Um, you know, especially playing Washington week one, that secondary is piss poor. And Kellen Moore looks like he's going to throw the ball down there in Dallas. They actually looked competent. Like they looked like an actual team, not just we're, we're the Cowboys. So we're better. They looked like, holy shit, that's a good offense. And uh, I'm impressed by the Cowboys. I had the... Eagles winning that division. <sighs> I don't know. Cowboys look good. They look for real. And this defense is, you know, it, it's pretty good. 
Um, and other wide receivers I'd look at, people getting dropped. You know, Corey Davis, Geronimo Allen, like I said. People that didn't have a hot week one, so people are going to want to get off of them right away. Those are the ones you really want to look for. Um, those can sometimes be the biggest deals. And tight end, Dallas Goder. That's a good one to stash. Zach Ertz gets targeted all the time. If he goes down, Carson Wentz is going to want another big guy to throw to over the middle of the field. And that's what Dallas says. He's huge. Uh, and he's talented. You know, if, while Zach's playing, he's not a good viable option. Um, but if Zach goes down, uh, he'd be a good guy to have. Uh, so that's really all I got for fantasy football. I'm going to do something a little different right now. If you're still listening, um, tell me how you like this. Um, send me a message. Do something. Uh, I'm going to go through ESPN just released their power rankings uh, after week one of the NFL. I'm going to go through it and just kind of like agree, disagree type thing. Uh, number one, they have the Patriots. Yeah, that's who I had number one. Uh, they're damn good. Antonio Brown's going to add to them. I don't want to hear Antonio Brown, uh, he... You know, he improvises his routes. He changes his routes up. Come on. He's one of the, the most productive receivers in NFL history, going to one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Get the hell out of here. They're going to do great. I know that most of you are, you guys are Browns fans, and you don't want to hear me say Antonio Brown's great, but he is. We don't have to deal with him anymore so we can accept the fact that he is great. But Antonio Brown and the Patriots, number one, that's, yeah, I agree. Two, Kansas City, I disagree wholeheartedly. Um, I I don't know how you put the Saints below the Chiefs. I don't the Saints are at three. Um You know, the Chiefs they scored a lot on Jacksonville's defense. But when are we going to accept the fact that Jacksonville defense is not the Jacksonville defense of old? Jalen Ramsey wasn't in there, Miles Jack wasn't in there. This Jacksonville defense isn't what it was three, two years ago. Get off their high horse, people. The Chiefs have a terribly ter. They, the Chiefs defense is one of the worst I've ever seen. Tyree Kill going out is going to take a hit on this team. Sammy Watkins, I promise you, cannot keep up at that level for weeks on end. This team is going to have a downfall. They're not the second-best team in the NFL. The Saints are, which they have a number three. I don't know how you put the Saints below them. Their defense did not play up to par last night. But they were playing the Texans, and two, that offense looked surgical. Michael Thomas is always open. Ted Ginn was always open last night. Uh, Jared Cook didn't even get to get involved that much because they didn't need him. Alvin Kamara is one of the most explosive running backs in the NFL. Latavius Murray is one of the best backups in the NFL. This Saints team is damn good, and I'd be surprised if they didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year. The Rams at four, I agree and disagree with that. I'm not that high on them. Um, I don't know. Just something about them. I think they're going to have kind of a Super Bowl hangover year, but they are good. Eagles at five, um, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, they're, they're – if – the if Carson Wentz can stay healthy, they're damn good. And this roster is stacked to the max. 
Dallas moving up that high, uh, I don't agree with it. I think this is overreaction. They moved up three spots. Um, I have Seattle at number six, and I don't give a damn what happened week one. I've got Seattle at number six. I don't have Dallas close to number six. Chargers at seven. I don't agree with that. I thought they let a team with a backup quarterback take them into overtime. It's not very good. Baltimore up from 17 to 8th overall because they played the Dolphins and Lamar Jackson played well with absolutely no pressure. The stats aren't out yet, but his clean pocket percentage had to be close to 100. That's absolutely laughable. Minnesota at 9, that's laughable. I'm not even going to talk about that. Green Bay Packers at 10. I disagree. I think they're better than that. I think they should be much higher than that. Um, they went in and they showed their defense is legitimate and they scored on a great bears defense on the road. Seattle 11. I already told you, I think they're better than that. Texans at 12. Yeah, I have them right about there. Uh, their defense was awful last night. So if that doesn't get better, then I don't agree with that. But their offense is special. Deshaun Watson is absolutely freaking electric. Um, Houston's good. Chicago Bears at 13. Meh. Yeah, right around there, if not worse. Tennessee at 14. Yeah. They're 14, 15. They should be right around there. They're a good team. We've said that from the beginning. I have them right about, I think, 16. Uh, Indianapolis Colts at 15. No. They're just not. They just cannot sustain this year long. Pittsburgh at 16, no, they're much better than that. This is week one overreactions. ESPN dropped them five places. Cleveland Browns at 17, dropped them seven places. The Cleveland Browns and Steelers are not the 16th and 17th best teams in the NFL. Not a chance. Carolina at 18, yeah, right around there. Um... If Cam stays healthy, they're better than that. If Cam isn't the old Cam, then they're not. That's that's what it is with Carolina. Atlanta at 19. I don't agree with that. I think they're better than that. Um, But it's we'll have to wait and see. That offense is nasty if they can get it clicking. San Francisco at 20. How the hell? No. I do not agree with that. Um... I'm not going to bore you guys and go down to the bottom of this list, but I am going to say they have Arizona at 29. Arizona just hung with one of the nastiest front fours in the football with a rookie quarterback and no offensive line. I don't agree with them being number 29. And I also don't agree with the Bengals somehow being below the Jets or the Broncos or the Jaguars or the Raiders. But... Anyway, I think that's all I have to cover today. Um, I'm probably, I'm going to try to get out an episode tomorrow with Eric. Gisa, what you guys have... Uh, I had him on the other day. And Chris Boyd, our draft daily fantasy sports um, expert over at Across the Board. Go, fit, go look at his article. He predicted, you know, the Thursday night single bullet. He predicted how that was going to go. You know, he... Uh, he had John Brown and Cole Beasley on his teams this week. Like, Those were not highly picked people. They went off. He knows what he's talking about. Going to have him on. Um, 
but yeah, go go look at across the board. Uh, it's at ATB, you know, ATBSports.net. Um, it's all over my Twitter page. Go give it a follow. Go share it. And like I said, if you want to, th- if you are someone that would think that they could contribute to that, then let me know. But anyway, the Browns are fine. They'll come back strong this week. The Indians are not dead. And the Cavaliers are the Cavaliers. That's all I got.